Welcome to A Life Lived Backwards, One Man's Life, the accompanying podcast to Larry Ruttman's memoir, A Life Lived Backwards, an existential triad of friendship, inquisitiveness, and maturation. Hi there, I'm Jordan Rich with a pretty easy task and a fun one at that. I pose questions to Larry and with that razor sharp memory of his and a great talent for storytelling, well, you just have to settle back and enjoy the ride. Larry, we talked in the past about being your age chronologically and living a great life. Thank goodness we're not on wood. A healthy life for the most part and a vibrant one. Let's talk a little bit about the culture though. You've lived through several decades, obviously, and you lived through the period of only radio when you were just a little kid, then the advent of television, certainly movies, then you've seen the internet come along, and now we're poised to welcome into our lives something called artificial intelligence, or AI. As a man who's traversed the landscape so magnificently and continues to surf the waters, where do you think we're headed? Is it, are you fearful for the future? Are you excited about the technology? Where do you think it's going? I think it's all going badly. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, we're heading for the destruction of mankind. All right. That's a pretty bold statement, but let's let's dig in a little bit on that because I think it's important. What's What scares you or what bothers you about what's happening? I don't know that I'm scared because I think probably I'll die before any, any, of, the, any of these things happen, but they could happen any time. We could go to bed one night and a hydrogen bomb could destroy the city of Boston from the waterfront to halfway to Worcester uh, uh, so that uh, th there, are, there are threats uh, that uh, are existential of many kinds, not only warfare but uh, climate and uh, who knows what. So that um, one of the reasons that I think that we're headed badly is those things you mentioned – the, well, let's start with the era that you spoke about. I, I've lived in two centuries, um, and this century is so different than the last century. When I was born in 1931 and growing up in the 1940s and 50s and so forth, it was a totally different world. When I started practicing law in 1958, we used carbon paper. There was no such thing as, as uh, uh, Xeroxing and uh, all that stuff. And um, so that the world has changed so amazingly. Certainly the period that I've lived so far, 1931 to 2023, maybe other eras have seen great changes. It's hard for me to imagine that any other era has seen so many changes. I, I agree with you. I think you're making an excellent point. The Industrial Revolution, 1850s, of course, that was the huge jump from – hundreds of years where nothing really happened, technologically speaking. But now things are accelerating so quickly and you're living and not living through this period of artificial intelligence, which is, I know is a broad topic, but you know, you can duplicate someone's visage, someone's voice, someone's actual, uh, physical movement to the extent where y you don't even have to be here. I don't even have to be here. Somebody can replicate that with a computer. It's pretty scary. Well, think of the implications of that. You say somebody can do that on a, on a computer or whatever through what they've discovered about artificial intelligence, and you use the expression someone could. Actually, the reason I think mankind is, in, is on such a bad course, uh, one, of the re one of the main reasons, is that the devices or the things that we've created 
the someone can be the device who can decide that they're going to do this, that, or the other thing to mankind. In other words, what we've created has outrun our ability to control them. The age-old science fiction movie plotline, which we never thought would come to pass, but it's very likely. The other thing, too, to remember is that artificial intelligence is is man-made intelligence, so the input, who's inputting that data, and what kind of point of view do they have? In other words, you have to be very leery of this thing that's generated by humans initially, but it could take over and have its own way with us. Well, like HAL. HAL 9000. You know why they came up with the letters H-A-L? No. Oh, you don't know this? I don't think so. H-A-L, I-B-M. H is from I, A is from B, M is from L. They just, uh, Arthur C. Clarke just moved the letters around. Oh, really? I'm happy to provide little trivia to you every once in a while. Well, you know, HAL, um, until they were able to disarm him, was taking over the whole show. Doing what Hal was programmed to do, but it went haywire. Yeah. Yeah, but artificial intelligence. I don't. I don't profess to be an expert. Uh, forget about being an expert. I don't even profess to know very much about artificial intelligence. I have read about it in the newspapers. There've been some, you know, articles that are pretty inclusive. And as I understand it, artificial intelligence actually uh, can think much faster and do things. Uh, and understand uh, things. You know. Well, you're a writer of of great note. We've talked about it often, and you do some beautiful work. And even your the show notes for these podcasts, which are the descriptives, are I love the way you write them. There are people now who can factor in uh, content words, just words and phrases, and have the computer write them in seconds. I mean, I wonder what college professors are supposed to do when they're asking students to turn in a thesis. There has to be some kind of watermark so that we can tell these kids aren't cheating, but the temptation is there. Yeah, and I think it goes uh, much deeper and more dangerously than than that. I mean, uh, I think I'm, I'm not sure exactly how much the input that the person puts in to the artificial intelligence, whatever you would call it, um, I... I, I, I is the determinant. I think somebody with good intentions can prime an artificial intelligence uh, computer, if you want to call it that, and the computer will come up with something entirely different. Very much so. Let's talk about social media, which is the other big explosion in the last, I would say, 20 years. And you're part of the social media platform. You're a podcaster, let's face it. And you're on uh, Facebook and elsewhere. But we all know, this is not saying anything that doesn't ring true with the audience, we all know that there's a problem. People spread rumors, false accusations, there are attacks, anonymous attacks. It's, it can, it's a very ugly way to communicate. Do you see it ever changing or is it just going to get worse? I think, uh, I think it's going to get worse, yes, because uh, there are people who are trying to tame it, control it, regulate it. Uh, but uh, they get a lot of resistance from the people who, uh, like the guy who runs Facebook. And um, I think that um, uh, power corrupts absolute, uh, power corrupts abs absolutely. Um, I think human nature 
I know I said let's start with this, and the the changes have been so amazing, Jordan, that as I see it, if you compare the time that man will ultimately have existed on the earth will be small compared to the length of time earth will exist. Tiny fraction. So the earth as, you know, earth as we know it, when after it cooled and all the rest of that stuff, you know, it was billions of years ago. And somewhere along the line, man emerged. And recorded history only goes back maybe 5,000 years or something like that. We know that there were Cro-Magnon men and all that sort of stuff. Now, I think these existential threats are heading, you know, I said it could happen overnight with the hydrogen bomb, but I think that the continuance of these things and the inability to control them will ultimately ultimately cause the destruction of mankind. I don't like to think that way because I'm an optimist, but the world is so different than when I was young and so relatively unpleasant, uh, even with all these devices that help us in so many ways, that I have to think that ultimately man will go, will be destroyed, and once again the animals that that survive will take over the earth, and the earth will go on for millions of more years. I agree with you. The earth will survive and outlive us uh, ultimately. Um, I just have one more question or comment to raise and get your take on it. Values. We all live by values. We want to live by values that are uh, pro-people values, that are about fairness and, and ethics and equity and so forth and so on. It seems as though whatever – forget about Democrat, Republican. It doesn't matter. It seems as though crassness and lack of concern for your fellow man, woman, friend, whatever – has really become the nature of the day. And I know people will say, well, during Jefferson and Adams' time, they were fighting just as viciously. And I know it's part of human nature, but because of social media and this immediacy of picking up your phone and shooting off a text or a tweet that can be very harmful to a lot of people, that's what bugs me. It's a different... There were creepy people back in the 30s and 40s. Take the Hitler and the Nazis. But there was also a sense of decency and morality. Um, I pine for those days. Do you? Um, Yes. Uh, And I would say, Jordan, that um, despite all the ways that that people are that are truly negative, as you just described, I think think it is still within your control to to be the person you want to be and to live out the values you have. I know that you do. And you know that I do. I mean, I just got through saying I try and help when I can. And, uh, you know, if somebody asks me for advice, um, just because all of this is going apart, I don't have to change my life. Good point. Excellent point, Larry. Live your own life and lead by example. I think that's the way to do it. Why not? Yeah. Having and, And every once in a while, there's a moment when you can learn yourself about what's the right path and share it with somebody else. You don't have children. We know that or grandchildren, but you are uh, one more thing about getting a little older. You're a kind of guy who can hang with a young person. You've got a young intern who's been working with you, for instance. Want to share a little bit about him? Well, yeah, um, because I put him in the memoir and I wrote a story about him. Yeah. Yeah. Elliot Stoliarov. His mother was, uh, I think, from 
Russia and his father from Ukraine. Um, they've been here about 20 years. He was born here. He's like 17 now. And uh, I was, I called the high school because I needed somebody to help me. And they, and when they were attacking the notice up, Elliot was right there and he looked at it and he said, that guy is for me. <laughs> and he, we got in touch and we were both for each other. And we've, we're now forging a very nice friendship. He's written me things about, and a very mature young man and a very smart young man, very handsome young guy. And he writes things to me like, I can't wait to see what the future holds for the both of us. Now, I'm a 92-year-old guy, and I'm getting a note like that from a 17-year-old kid. I just love the fact that you've connected so well. And uh, there are a lot of people a lot younger than you who wouldn't have time for a 16 or 17-year-old. No, because he's a human being, and I can learn from him. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason I can't learn things from him. That's the secret. You keep learning from wherever, whatever source comes about. And Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I just well, – a little tearing back the third wall here to share with the listeners. But he's been a great help to you, and uh, you guys are, are pals, which is terrific. Oh, yeah, and he's uh, – you know, I look forward to when he comes over because, you know, we do – and we can accomplish a lot in one hour because – Sip Sippy knows exactly what to do. So it's the Elliots of the world, and I have them in my life, who give us hope. Well, I think the young people, when you talk about uh, being optimistic, and we've got a bunch of politicians now that are real, not everyone, are real pains in the ass, and old-timers and stuff like that. Mitch McConnell, I mean, he's done a few good things and a lot of bad things. So that, um, sorry, Mitch, and uh, who had a real bad fall. He doesn't hold it against you. And um, I think the young people are the hope, and uh, I think I think they have a different outlook. I, I don't think they're out to – a lot of young people really want to change the way – the bad things that you speak about. Now, whether they'll have the power to do that or whether they can hold back the tide, I don't know. But there are young people who are going to become the politicians of tomorrow, and I don't think the atmosphere that they'll create will be – as noxious as the one the present people have created. Let's hope and pray that's the case. I, yeah, I, wasn't I, it nice they all got together and passed the debt limit? Jesus. Yeah, there was some good news. The art of compromise is not dead. Well, Larry, uh, I feel better about it all. I think the uh, the LI, Larry Intelligence, is functioning on all cylinders. <laughs> so that's a good thing, and we'll... We'll continue to wax poetically about the life we all lead in the future. But thank you, my friend. Well, Jordan, thank you. And I want to say that, um, you know, you're really a paragon. Is that the right word? What is paragon? I went to Paragon Park when I was little. It was an amusement <laughs> park. And what? A paragon of what? Virtue? A paragon of? Uh, no, I, I look up to you because uh, I think that you're a really fine person. That's a, Well, the feeling's mutual. Thank you, my friend, as always. My pleasure, or mon plaisir, as the French like to say. This has been a life lived backwards, one man's life. The accompanying podcast to Larry Ruttman's memoir, A Life Lived Backwards, an existential triad of friendship, inquisitiveness, and maturation. You can subscribe and download this podcast, available on all podcast platforms. For information on Larry, his books, lectures, and much more, visit the website LarryRuttman.com. Also check out the extensive Larry Ruttman page on Wikipedia. This is Jordan Rich inviting you to join us again next time as Larry shares more stories about friendship, inquisitiveness, and maturation on a life lived backwards, one man's life.